You're listening to And you're listening to the Collabcast, a podcast about pop culture and the creative life from an Asian American perspective. I got a dollar, got a dollar, and a dream, and a dream, yeah. Boy, you know we really trying to eat, don't you know? I got a dollar, got a dollar, and a dream, and a dream, yeah. Boy, you know we really okay. trying to eat, don't you know? Uh, more than I travel the globe, ay, I see the changes around me. Ay, people move on and drift apart. Real life ain't slowed down for anybody. Gets real. It's real. That's the way it is. Sometimes I don't even know what day it is. Gonna be city to city to making a living. To say I'm busy is an understatement. Oh no. Oh, no. Y'all think I'm famous. All I can't and hey everyone, welcome to episode 147 of the Collabcast. It is Thursday, November the 23rd, 2017. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It is a very very hot thanksgiving here in los angeles oh starting with the weather talk it is 90 degrees outside what the heck is going on yeah but anyway hi i'm minji i'm marvin and we are your hosts for this weekly look at pop culture in asian america and this week we have a very special guest joining us for this unseasonably warm autumn day i just can't i can't get over you can like cook a turkey outside and it would probably turn out okay i'm kind of screwed because i need to like thaw and br- anyway we'll talk about that later but <laughs> our guest this week is nathan ramos hello Hi, how's it nathan. going <laughs> it's great thanks for having me <laughs> he is a writer um currently working on the new mickey mouse club for uh for disney yeah as well as many other secret projects that you can't talk about. That's the issue with a lot of our guests. There's still all the NDAs. You can't talk about anything fun. But you'll tell us later. Yeah. Um, speaking code. Speaking code. Yeah. But Nathan is also a recent graduate of the uh, Cape Writers Fellowship, last yes. year's Cape Writers Fellowship, mm-hmm. which um, applications are open now and we're going to have Nathan It's up till little, early December, uh, right? Or, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I think, yes, open till December. I'm going to find the actual mm-hmm. date, but yes. <laughs> so this is actually a big uh, non-paid advertisement for the K program. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just because we love amazing. them yeah. and they're amazing, and we partnered together for Empower, and it was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, Nathan's also one of our first ever scholarship recipients for the Empower Weekend. He came to all of our events and was very inspired, it, at least according to his it was, Instagram. It was on. It was honestly <laughs> incredible. It was this. It, yes. it did exactly what it, to connect and to empower and to kind of replenish. You know that that creative well and to be inspired like. I immediately I feel like I shot off like a rocket after <laughs> yes! after that weekend. It was amazing. But we're glad to have Nathan here on the podcast. None of that was scripted, us. by the way, you guys. <laughs> no. It's always good to have I mean, just talking to creative people. No, we learned you know, okay, yeah. so we were at one hundred forty what? Seven? Seven. Seven wow. weeks, right? And vast majority I think it's like still just only like a handful really of just Marvin and me so that means the bulk of these conversations are with other creatives and wow. I'm telling you this is like the, the education of Minji Chang too because I there's so much I didn't know about mm. not just industry stuff but yeah. like just kind of Asian American history <laughs> um, like different geographic regions like sure. where people like living outside of LA or the California etc it's just been 
a very eye-opening experience. So we're really excited. I'm so excited to get to like hear your story and like yeah. all the cool stuff you've been yeah. doing. Awesome. Because you get talked up a lot by Jess Vu. Oh, by the way, <laughs> BT Dub. Shout out to Jess Vu, our friend who yes, helps out. a lot with Cape and whatnot. Uh, we just have a lot of really yeah. passionate advocates within the community. You know, why don't you tell us what you are working on when you can talk about? Yeah, what yeah, you're like on. the stuff you really? can yeah. share. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Well, Marvin just was talking about. Um, I just finished the first season of. Well, when, when is this going to air? Then I can. To, talk on about. Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving. It's going to yeah. air tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. Quick turnaround, baby. Okay. Okay. The power of audio. So um, I we finished the first season of Club Mickey Mouse, which is the reboot of the Mickey Mouse Club. Oh. So the original was with Justin, Brittany, Brittany, Ryan, Gosling. Exactly. Carrie Russell, JC Chazé. <laughs> oh my God, JC. <laughs> yeah. Tony Luca, even from yeah. The Voice. He was original uh, Mickey Mouse There's clubber. There's so many. I mean, that yeah. there was the era of all the Mickey Mousers, mm-hmm. like kind of becoming the pop stars of Mickey Club Mickey Mouse sounds like the millennial version of the Mickey <laughs> yeah, Mouse Club. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rebranding, Marvin. Yes. Just lean in. Yeah, I just picture like lasers and like Steve Aoki throwing yes. cake at people. Fog machine. At Club Mickey Mouse. <laughs> fog well, machine. Yeah, exactly. A lot of fog. I mean, the great thing about it is they've definitely taken that essence but created it for today's audience. And that includes being super diverse. I mean, there's, there's you know, um, two young, young, super talented white kids and two super talented black kids. And there's actually, we have three... Um, Asian Americans in hey. Club Mickey Mouse, and hey. <laughs> that's yeah. That's I mean, this is outside of my target demographic, but I still watch. Like, I want to yeah. see what's up. It it's it definitely feels really special to see yourself reflected in these really kind of pop culture touchstone moments where it's it's really different to kind of be like it's it's really great when you don't have to really search super hard to see yourself when yeah. it's like oh i turn on the, the disney youtube you know and yeah. there i can immediately see myself there's something kind of normalizing about existing right that's yeah. really great about it right and it's just such a great like pop culture not milestone but like a, a pillar because mm. i was telling my girlfriend about like how uh, our guest today is uh, a writer for the new mickey mouse club and we immediately start singing the song yeah yeah (laughs) it's part of our childhood it's like i I don't know well i had a uh discussion with a friend actually a couple weeks ago about i I was talking about nick at night and i was talking about disney channel because i was really really obsessed with the show bug juice Mm. um and there's another show that i forgot the name of but i used to watch that she's like oh cable like yeah i didn't say, i didn't grow privileged up, uh, like, I, I did not grow up with cable exactly like, i had to go to my Same. friend's house to watch cable see i took it for granted yeah. you know yeah. what i mean like i i'm mm. not i'm aware of my privilege bougie <laughs> bougie oh, you, you were a cable girl <laughs> i mean that's how i watch mtv were, i watched like ooh, mtv since i was a little kid hence like why my father regrets giving me cable <laughs> he's like damn it i made her yeah. i made this monster <laughs> should have gotten cable was it worth it, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> and here you are. <laughs> I know. Here you are. I'm all in the entertainment <laughs> scene. But that's so cool. How did like how long have you been there now? Yeah, so I actually just kinda of, to give you I guess my background, it's I'm from Ohio. I'm half Filipino, half Korean, and I uh, spent five years in New York being an actor and working and I kind of got Really sick of a lot of like the racist roles that mm. I was up for. Really do those? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I wrote a play actually, and that play won East West Players Playwriting Competition. Yeah, uh, did. So then I came out here. Nice. And um, 
I was really lucky. Uh, a friend was working at Maker Studios, um, and uh, he was like, "Oh, they're creating this comedy show. Uh, you, um, I can, I'd be happy to submit you." So I ended up getting hired to write this comedy show on Maker uh, for Maker Studios, and um, one of our sketches was nominated for a Webby and did really well. And so um, then Maker Studios was bought by Disney, actually, and so we kind and of then got the absorbed. journey. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, uh, we'll talk more with Nathan about his artist journey. Um, <laughs> We're setting the, the stage break. right now, yeah. yeah. Um, but we start every episode with a roundtable pop culture discussion where we talk about what's on our minds, what we're watching, what we're reading, what we're experiencing as Asian Americans. Mm. And um, this week, uh, well, let's start with Nathan. Nathan, what's on your sure. mind? Sure. Um, I have I have a, a couple things. Okay. <laughs> You're so excited. I was, I was so I was ready. I was like, oh my I gosh. I love when they're revved yeah. up. They're like, yeah. I got you. I love when they uh, come with topics. I know, I know. Because <laughs> I was like, well. Yeah. Well, I mean, the two things I love the most are comics and comedy. And yeah. um, so uh, I would I was starting with comedy first. Uh, the comedy album that I'm really excited about right now that just came out is uh, Joel Kim Booster's Model Minority. I don't know if you talked about it. I've, we haven't talked about it. I've oh. seen him. I saw him at South by Southwest okay. um, this this year. He was co-hosting with Guy Branham for his um, ta- um, talk show, The Game Show. Yeah. And he's he's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Joel so, Kim. Joel Kim Booster, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yes. He's uh, the... Um, he's, he's an... Adoptee, right? Yes, yeah. he was. A, he he said that he's he um, took advantage of the Grubhub of babies, Korea, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> they send it out to you. Yeah, and um, he. Uh, but <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think you you love him because he's like yeah. he's like just pure sass. He's like mm. a bundle of just like I just love yeah. him distilled so sass. Much. Yeah. Okay, yeah. looking it up. <laughs> and and it's it's strange because we always talk about how kind of fragmented like the Asian American experience is, but weirdly his experience was so similar to mine. He grew up in the Midwest. He grew up very religious. Mm. Um, he does, has a kind of a strange kind of strange relationship with his parents and so I when I was listening to this even it's such a funny thing where it's like even though we have very different life experiences we really kind of I really resonate with this 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 comedy album is amazing yeah awesome With a really religious, really weird relationship with his parents. It sounds like all human. <laughs> and also like a lot of Asian Americans. Yes, absolutely. But I don't know. I've actually like, I've talked with some, like, so my uh, my roommate in college, she is Mexican-American. She's mm. specifically from Oaxaca. Um, and that's a more indigenous part of Mexico. And she would, we lived together actually for a year and a half. So three semesters. And I got to learn a lot about her and her family. And just again, like how the exact same we are and i love the fact that like our stories that came up through like it came up mainly over like boyfriend talk yeah. <laughs> but just like the different experiences were so just there were just such detailed differences everything else was exactly the same of the, the type of dysfunction <laughs> so that's what i think makes comedy such a good platform because you can just like joke and be really real about what you went through and how like bizarre or weird or painful it was and everyone gets it Absolutely. Yeah, like I really want to listen to and, this. Yeah, that's the great thing about more confident comedy. Right? Comedy that comes from your personal experiences because everyone's going to be the same to a lot of things. So you don't have to rely on stereotype or like low hanging fruit because it's a difference between here's something you guys think is funny about my background as opposed to here's something from my background that you guys cannot relate to. Mm. Right? There's, there's a there's a 
not even a subtle difference. It's like a huge difference. I think there's a huge two. difference. Yeah. I think yeah. it's just a lot more raw and honest. Yeah. Because it's more unapologetic because people are realizing you can be really straight up about where you come from and how ridiculous it was. Mm-hmm. And there's somebody out there, a lot of people out there, maybe more than we ever realized. Yeah. Will Ab- relate. Absolutely. And I, I hate when a, a kind of jaded comedians are like, oh, like PC culture is killing comedy. It's just like, no, like, <laughs> no, it's not. your it's bad evolving. jokes were already killing comedy. Like, your <laughs> yeah. comedy already sucked. Yeah. And I mean, the people that are coming up and are, are really kind of telling these just biting, sarcastic, hilarious, poignant, like emotional stories, that is yep. what's going to reinvigorate and change, evolve, <laughs> as you're saying, evolve comedy. Yeah. Right. And if I can it's joke about my overbearing parents <laughs> and like a white person, like same, you know, like that's the connection that that's we share great. now, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just get like a lot of the racist, stupid shit that we hear all the time outside. It's just, it's not even the fact that it's racist, stupid. It's just old. You know what I mean? We're like, we've had like Otsuko, you know Otsuko, yeah. right? Like she just always talks about like, this is such a disgrace to comedy. Like really though, yeah. you're taking a joke from like 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. You're cleaning up with something new. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, Ching Chong, that's cute. <laughs> Shut your face. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Get something new. Get smarter. <laughs> Tell us about comic books. Oh my gosh. I'm a huge comic book nerd. Um, I'm really excited. I just I can't talk about it, but I just hopped onto <laughs> a uh, uh, comic book project. So it's nice. kind of like kind Congrats. of a dream. Yeah. Thank you. Congrats. Thank you so much. Um, and I just, I'm so excited about all the Asian and Asian American representation in comic books right now. Yeah. Um, are, are you all comic book fans? Or? I'm not, but I've learned I'm a lot being around familiar. <laughs> but yeah, things like um, Asian Superman and yes. that, that whole pantheon, mm. um, Asian Hulk. Yes. And even the, even like so, like authors like Greg Pak and Jean Luen Yang, who because they're now running their stories can now include other Asian characters. Mm-hmm. Like there's that one storyline where Hulk and the other Asian, like the other Asian characters in the Marvel universe yeah. go and attend like a bone marrow charity mm-hmm. and then go eat <laughs> Korean barbecue and karaoke afterwards. Yeah. And I was going to say, do they go karaoke? And you yeah, just said that. Karaoke, yeah. And that's in an mm-hmm. actual issue of a very popular comic book. And that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. When was so. that published? That was like a year ago, maybe, I want to say. Yeah, yeah, maybe like six months, six to eight months ago but yeah. but that comic book is still going yeah. so i mean the hulk is now korean american you know then they're it's so appropriate yeah. i can't i cannot <laughs> I emphasize more are you think yeah. are you saying it's a metaphor of korean it is like a literal <laughs> exactly. it's not even a metaphor it's i know i know it's like what metaphor <laughs> But, yeah. It's me when I haven't eaten. <laughs> but Korean Hulk is also very smart. Mm-hmm. That's that's, well, that's the know. twist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that 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 was the only interesting thing that I really wish that they would kind of you know look at because I think originally when they created this Korean American character, they really wanted to. Uh, Greg really wanted. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but that what he really wanted was to kind of take that intellectual part of being Asian and kind of physicalize it with this person's powers. And so I love this Asian, like this kind of angry Asian metaphor, (laughs) but I also still, I kind of miss a little bit that kind of Asians are, we we get to, we already know every single step of the way That of any action, you know. Well, I mean, not to nerd out, but the character Amadeus, Amadeus Cho was created by Greg Pak originally as like he was like the fourth smartest person in the entire war, like Marvel universe, right behind like Mister Fantastic and Xavier and, mm-hmm. and Tony Stark. He's interesting. He's like, um, it, it started out as like, what if the smartness of Asians was a superpower, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, is it not? <laughs> <laughs> but I also think that there's a lot of, um, just like this is like not out of the comic book world. I think it could add to great layers in storytelling is, you know, your your greatest powers, your greatest weakness too. It just, it depends on what setting it's in. And I think sometimes I've met a lot of smart people and sometimes it can be like their demise because mm. it either leads to like a lot of arrogance or like disconnect from others that they can't relate. And like, I don't know. I think there's so many great stories that could be reflected on that because honestly, I get sick of being saying like, oh, why are Asian people get so mad? Like, you guys get the best stereotypes and like, it's like you don't know how that plays out, man. Yeah. And it can be, you know, there's a lot of, I don't know, I want to write a comic book right now. <laughs> so yeah. There's so many ways that that could play out yeah. that is very human and very yeah. real. And like, I, 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 I appreciate intelligent people of every, <laughs> every one, but anything like that's, I think that that's what I think is so appealing about superhero, like comic books. I get it. Like, even though I don't read them, I get it. It's a very universal theme of power and responsibility and destruction and like yeah. blah, blah, everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, what what else are you reading? Like, if you are you following? Um, I would definitely give a shout out to Generation X. Uh, mm-hmm. There are three Asians right now in in that comic. Um, I I, th- I believe that the uh, the writer uh, is an AFI grad, and um, just and she I believe is a Korean adoptee. I mm-hmm. don't want to. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty. I'm fairly certain. I don't want to. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll fact check. We'll fact check. We'll But yes, and then and there's uh, um, kind of m- my most like unexpected surprise actually was two years ago. Um, there was this big Marvel event called Secret Wars, uh-huh. and uh, they rebooted uh, Runaways and. Um, the two leads were Amadeus Cho and Jubilee, um, and then Jubilee was also a queer character. Yeah. And so it was this kind of great, and they never made mention of their ethnicity at all, but they just got to like exist as high schoolers, and um, I just really loved that. But speaking of Runaways... Yeah, um, it just came out yeah, on Netflix. Yeah. Did you, new, have you had a chance to check it out? I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Yeah, yeah. I need to catch up on all the Netflix Marvel properties, actually. Yeah, same, yeah. same. But uh, they do a great job with um, Nico... Uh, the the Japanese character. That's awesome. She's she's the most ri- easily by far like the most riveting character on the show. <laughs> I've read else. I'm just like okay, like but she's yeah she's fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah, I've recently been in, really into um, Marjorie Liu's Monstrous, which is a great series. <gasps> are these all what are are these all? See, I'm speaking on behalf of the people who have no idea what you're talking about. Are these comics? Are these are these cartoons? are comics. Yes. Are these are comics. Yeah. The, well, Runaways live, is a new show. Is it live action or is it card- like cartoon? Live action. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But it's based on a. Comic. Yeah, yeah, it's the you've yes. probably seen their ads all over Facebook. Okay, it's the 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 witch the kids who find out their parents are witches. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. yeah, so I've been watching shows like Atypical. Like I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to like I, I I don't yeah that's what I'm saying yeah. I don't I, I I occupy a different yeah. part of <laughs> yeah the internet so yeah well like, the Runaways is so cool. great because it it's the people that did the OC so if you really like kind of teen drama that angst between parents and children. It's basically like, what if you found out that your parents were super villains? Wow. And so there's like six kids that, that they find out. a lot of sense. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the joke, like the, the Asian girl, one of her jokes is like, she's like, this is not a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like each, each, each teen basically finds a different superpower based on their parents. And are you, are you a product of nurture versus nature kind of thing? Are you a product of your parents or can you forge another path kind of thing? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
very I have much to watch this way. holiday yeah. season. <laughs> I mean, when I uh, la- a couple years ago have discovered Parks and Rec, so you know, yeah. we'll yeah. see what else falls into my. <laughs> so much good stuff recently, yeah. So, like I was telling Nathan, I was recently reading over my desk Jade City by um, Fonda Lee. Um, it's like a urban fantasy set in like 1920s, but with like magic and wushu. So it's really cool. Amazing. Telling my jam. Yeah, yeah. I I have. Um, um, a writing partner, Eileen Shim. Give her a shout out. And, <laughs> shout out to Eileen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Powerful Korean woman. Mm-hmm. And she, yeah, she just read that and she said it was fantastic. She, especially the way, it, because it's a, it's a woman and uh, an, an Asian woman writing the story. So mm-hmm. it's like she said, it's not only it, it treats women well, but it also treats the culture really respectfully. So yeah. th- she said it's, it's, it's kind of a, 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 a little bit of a mind bend because it, you're so used to kind of just being marginalized yeah. on the page and then reading it you're like oh my culture's alive <laughs> Yay. it's like the whole uh, discourse on Wonder Woman and uh, the new uh, Justice League movie where you can mm. tell that this one is directed not by a woman oh my god <laughs> did you see those pictures side I by saw, side yeah I saw those <laughs> oh. I haven't watched the movie yet What's on I don't your know if I will Nucci? well that's Justice a great League. segue <laughs> uh, it's not Justice League per se, but this is not Asian American related, but just being a, a, a female. We've already talked about this, but I think it goes to retouch upon the subject of like all of the the circus that is society right now, which to be honest, at the end of the day, I'm actually really happy. I'm very grateful seeing that this is Thanksgiving. Honestly, one of the things that I'm grateful for is all this garbage that's coming to the surface and every day there's and this is again to any for a lot of people there's a lot of people like what is this and not, a lot of us women are just like mm-hmm. like <laughs> and we know this is tip of the iceberg so um there's something very uh in a weird way like reassuring that this is happening and that that um the the response to all the sexual harassment allegations and to the, all the incidents that have been occurring for you know since the beginning of humanity are being brought to like in, in some form of justice and honestly i don't think like don't leave it to me to be like the supreme court justice to say what's just or like what's a, like a, a an appropriate uh, punishment or consequence. I don't want to say punishment. It's a consequence to your actions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like things are finally starting to matter. That which did not matter up until now. Absolutely. Yeah. So absolutely. I'm grateful for that. I'm like, <laughs> this is my gratitude <laughs> yeah, moment around the table. Yeah. Um, I was having this conversation with some friends the other day about just how the decision to, you know, like this, all those reckoning is great because you're, you're cleaning house, you're making sure you're, 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 Making a statement that if you do the wrong thing and if you hide about or lie about it, it'll come back and get you. But it also feels like the consequences are like there's degrees. To be honest, like I, yeah, it it comes down to this for me. Between ninety two and ninety seven percent of people that report an assault or harassment, they're telling the truth, mm-hmm. and this is kind of kind of a, a tangent as to what kind of what you're both saying but I'm along the same lines and I and what what I've been struggling with with this recently is that when are we when are we the public silent on these things and when are we really outspoken yeah and what what is kind of a little frustrating to me or is kind of hurting my heart a little bit is that 
I'm seeing other factions sometimes begin to either protect their own or destroy their own based on kind of both yeah. these conversations. And I, I wish that we would just, the bottom line is like we listen to the people that are victims and survivors and we get them the help they need and we don't yeah. silence This them. isn't a yeah. tribal thing. This is a issue for all of society, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's, it's a very layered, it's just, it's all power dynamics. It's yeah. like, for me, this has nothing to do with, even though there are clear trends and there's clear, um, like you're saying, like these tribes or these groups of people who are kind of behaving in a large part similarly to one, all that is just nonsense to me. Like yeah. it, it comes down to like, these are humans and like we all happen to a lot of us to be female, not just exclusively female, but a lot for literally all time have been treated as objects and and you know things to be consumed and things to be bossed around and like i honestly as an adult female just like abiding by rules and i'm like made by who like made by who you don't even know where my uterus is like how are you (laughs) dictating what the hell happens to it in terms of healthcare? like it just all these things the Mm. more i i understand and like learn what how much i don't know It's yeah. just like flabbergasting and, and and it's, you know, you can only get infuriated so much because then you'll just die and then yeah. like, what's the point? Yeah. yeah. But it's it's just, there's there's so much to it. And for me, it comes down to like any human, whether you're male, female, or whatever, if you're walking around feeling disrespected, not even just disrespect, but unsafe, mm-hmm. like it literally affects my, my ability to walk into a public space and feel like I expect or uh, kind of like can hold myself... It, tall like thinking that the cashier or the bank teller or the person helping me at the gas station is not going to assault me mm-hmm. or like either that be verbally or just I can tell too that no no contact has to be made I can tell mm-hmm. FYI humans like we can tell when they even when there are no physical there's no physical touching there are vibes there are things called vibes people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get the creepy vibes and any woman any man out there knows that they exist and like we feel that too it's just it just sucks yeah. you know and it sucks that we are are diminishing the value of that 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 is that comes secondary tertiary to something else right like you're it's just it's a cloud over our head and i think we just need to talk about it because we need we're cleaning house exactly and uh, to pop back to joel kombuster when he 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 did the Uh show with guy random uh uh, guy did this article for uh, Vulture, and he was talking about this. How there's this there's this table of men, and they have this stronghold on this table, and, not, and no people of color or women are allowed at this table. And while we start taking the people away from this table, and being like, "Hey, you've been acting poorly," they're like, "Well, like you know, like what about our table?" Yeah, and that's what people are worried about. It's like, well, you know, the, the structure's already in place. Like, what about what about movies? What <laughs> we can't have movies without Harvey Weinstein. Just like, and really, we yeah. can't. And he sa- and he says at the end of this vulture article, he's just like, he's just like then we then let's burn the table because it's yes. and, and that's what it's about. It's about it's okay that we if we have to burn it all to the ground and start over, like we cannot have a structure on shifting sand. Right. That's the bottom line. Yeah, absolutely. And this is also I don't want to call this out too, just because this is an Asian American, you know, focused conversation that with collaboration. I do not by any means like categorize this to to white men that mm-hmm. white men are the like this is honestly and i love both of you but this is like uh, the male 
uh, privilege is real. And coming from an Asian female standpoint, I have lived that my entire freaking life with Asian men and um, struggled. Again, I brought my father up a lot. But he grew up in a very specific culture with a certain mindset of how things ought to be and a certain religion and things like that. And I've spent the whole time of my life trying to understand and dissect that and analyze it and be compassionate but also stand my ground and all of that. And it's the same. Honestly, like Asian men, I would like, I don't hate all men, but they're, 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 when people need to be kind of held accountable, there are people who just like... Oh, I could go on. Mm-hmm. Like, and honestly, Asian America is vastly still male, like in terms of leadership, in terms of decision making. And um, that's shifting. Again, we're in the middle of this transition, which is phenomenal. And there's going to be some bumps along the way. But my God, like mm-hmm. it's been quite a journey. And so, again, that's why I'm honestly, I'm like very heated, but I'm very grateful because thank God we're finally talking about these, these yeah, absolutely. very nuanced things. And not all of it is very hostile or overt. It's not always just like obvious that people are minimizing you, but it's worth like yeah. acknowledging. Uh, well, let's, um, let's end this round table with a more brighter topic. Uh, I wanted to talk My about... My topic was bright. I'm saying it's a good thing. We're like, <laughs> we're coming up out of the we're darkness. Sorry, we're yeah. <laughs> I, I brought it down. I apologize. No, you're not. You're not. You're not. You're not. You're not. But like, um, on a funnier note. Thanksgiving is today. Yes. Hopefully you guys are all listening to us while preparing your various turkeys and accoutrements. Am I using that right? <laughs> yes. Okay, fancy. Accoutrements. Your... Or or Devor is and your oh uh, <laughs> leave it to Marv to yeah. like take all the words <laughs> re reword them um, rebrand <laughs> it's Thanksgiving is interesting for Asian American families I feel like because it's a tradition that we inherited mm-hmm. right um, yes I wanted to ask you guys about your family's unique Thanksgiving traditions that may not be you know. General Americana, right? So my family, there's always potato salad. Mm. And not like white people potato salad, but like Asian potato salad. What is the differentiating factor with Asian potato salad? Less male. Okay. Less goopy, I think, right? Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. More, like, you know the potato salad you get at, at um, as for Ponchon? Yeah. Kind of like that. Like, we have mm-hmm. a big old tub of it. That's Sometimes like my family's thing. In there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's mm-hmm. yours? Do you, are you hardcore Thanksgiving? Um, or? So, we do a Korean Thanksgiving and then we do an American Thanksgiving. So, okay. we do, on when, <laughs> the Wednesday, we do like samgyeopsal and like nice. nice. Or like a Korean style shabu shabu. Let us all give thanks. Yeah, exactly. And so, we do, <laughs> we, we sit on the floor, you know, uh, <laughs> at the, awesome. the, the, the table. Um, and my, the Thanksgiving is always usually a lot of the times it's like the whole Korean side. So my mom has two sisters in the States, then she has three more in Korea, but the three sisters in America all get together. You used to be at my parents' place when they when we still lived in Ohio. Um Where do your parents live now? Uh they live in DC now. Oh, okay. Yeah. So are you going back to DC? No, not this year. Oh, um yeah. Nice. So we're um I have I have some family in Long Beach. So we're very just cool. Yeah, yeah. And he has to work on special NDA projects, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. duty calls. Exactly. Sorry. Exactly. No, so um but yeah, so and then you have so, a time party. Yeah, and then so Thursday we That's do. That's amazing. I want to go to that. Yeah, seriously, oh, though, it's, <laughs> it's amazing. We, you know, get all the burners out, all the nice. Oh yeah, hot tops. And then Thursday we do a tr- completely traditional. My dad like deep fries a turkey in the turkey fryer in the garage because we're from Ohio, so yeah, you know, it's like that kind of thing. And then a little, we'll have like three different homemade pies, two different stuffings, and so because I think, especially growing up in Ohio, you get kind of immersed in this the Americanness of everything. And so it's you, my mom kind of 
I, th- I think she's. I think she's secretly pretty, like very competitive, and so it's like okay, like we're if we're gonna do this American Thanksgiving, like I'm oh, so we do gonna do this Korean, the most way. American, exactly Thanksgiving. We're gonna out American the Americans with this, and so it's like literally just like 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 you know nothing from nothing from a can or a bag, <laughs> everything, everything from scratch. From scratch nice. Like looks she puts puts a table runner out. We don't even, we never have a table runner ever, you know. But like does the whole oh, like bougie my family. Know, puts on the tablecloth during like Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner. Yeah. I'm renting times. linens. <laughs> and yeah, like Ooh, my like family, Gansa. my family was, my mom was also competitive, but not with other, like other families, but with other Asian families. Like my, my family friends, family was the first Chinese like family in our neighborhood to do Thanksgiving. They invited us and my parents were like, we can do this better. <laughs> it is the way of and it became. <laughs> Oh, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> and then it just became like a holiday arms race pretty much for oh the next few gosh. years. Yeah. yeah. Minji, you are hosting your first ever Thanksgiving. Well, this is a funny thing. I, I've been cooking Thanksgiving dinner pretty as like head chef for 16 years now. Wow. So I started in high school and um, I must say my turkey's pretty good. Yes. Uh, and I've now started brining it so it's even better. But we <laughs> totally lean into the whole super American side and then we just throw like a bunch of kimchi on the side. <laughs> because yep. everything is better with kimchi. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. No, but it is. And um, yeah, so my little brother's my sous chef. But we go the totally Americana, like we go to Plymouth Rock kind of version. But well, that's, they didn't have this at Plymouth Rock. I'm just saying like that's my label, my branding of this Thanksgiving. But the funny thing is, back in the day, we used to not, like, there are several years where we didn't do that on Thanksgiving Day. We would actually, we had a tradition, oh, I kind of want to do this now. We would, um, my family at five, it was my two brothers, me and my parents, we would take like a random road trip somewhere and mm. like just drive around California. We'd go up to north, like more northern California to like see the redwoods or something. Yeah. We would like drive through the city. We'd go to San Francisco because it's completely empty because everyone's at home with their families. So we did a bunch of those random trips and now I'm getting all nostalgic. But that was like our tradition. We'd eat, but we'd have a separate day and kind of take advantage of everyone being home yeah. to go explore. My question for you guys is, do you guys do the super early Thanksgiving dinner or do you guys... Oh, like the eat, three or four o'clock Eat dinner one? like normal people at no. like five or six. We, I aim for five. <laughs> we, yeah. I, we, do, we do the early like three o'clock, you know, because I mean, you just wake up and you're just, I'm like, it's starving, you know? <laughs> well, that's what you Why are we eating on? right now? Exactly. <laughs> that's when you have bags of marshmallows um, for the end. You just start sugaring up. Did you guys have stuffing when you guys were growing up? Because we never did stuffing. It's, it's not a very... Like we put like an apple in the you know the the butthole of the chicken. <laughs> or the, or the neck, it's the butthole, the neck hole. It's where the you butthole. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, the, the butthole. cavity. Yeah, yeah. Like we put an apple there. My mom would do stuffing. She always does. I'm oh. kind of screwed. Oh, but like coming back to the thing. Now that I'm a I'm a homeowner and I have my condo, and my parents have moved and they're in a much smaller situation than our big house, which no longer exists. Mm. Um, I'm hosting for the first time like at my home. So this is like a special year for me because I feel like I'm truly an adult. Like I was like, this is at my place. And so I got to set up the whole thing, you know? You know what that means though? What? The chicken's going to come out burnt. Your a turkey. Oh. Your Stop cursing. <laughs> yeah. Stop putting a hex yeah, on my turkey. Everything's, everything's yeah. going to go wrong. Rude. Stop <laughs> it. It's going to be like a lifetime movie. No. Or like at the end, you go eat Chinese food. <laughs> Slander and hearsay. It's yeah. not happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But um, no, it's going to be fun. And my parents are coming down from NorCal. So it's going to be a very hot LA. Now I'm genuinely worried about how I'm going to like brine this turkey and not have it rot yeah. in this heat. <laughs> like, yeah. Because it'll be a thing. But it'll be okay. Yeah. I think I've, I'm going to give you the opposite projection. I think it's going to, you know, you're going to be wearing like the perfect, you know, like housewife. Your hair it's is going to be like be a Norman perfect. Rockwell. Should I curl my hair? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like a Norman Rockwell. I mean, yeah. Doris Day. Yes, exactly. Get exactly. your friend Tim to come take yes. a picture of you, Norman Ro- yeah. Norman Rockwelling with your family. Yes. You know, whatever. You're not, of- no, no sweat. I'll t- yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lipstick never yeah, smudges. Exactly. Yep. It's gonna be great. Yeah. I'm that's, excited. That's awesome. Yeah, I have not hosted the Thanksgiving yet, so you are ahead of me in life. Life. It's always just in my blood. I'm like the total maternal mama hen. Like everyone, come here. And I've had that. The funny thing is, well, not I am different beast now. But before, I never really wanted a ton of money. Um, that's completely different. Pay me all the dollars. Um, but but now, but like one of the things that I like in terms of like wanting things, I always wanted a big house. I wanted a house so that I could host dinners i wanted to like okay there has to be enough parking and we need a space so that everyone can watch tv while like we get i want a giant island like that's actually one of the the dream things that i had since i was young specifically for potlucks and dinners (laughs) so that's a little bit about me (laughs) right now you're at this condo in north hollywood i was just step one might be street parking here and there you know maybe one or two guest spots we'll make it happen we'll make it work (laughs) it's all good i hope you guys all have a great thanksgiving dinner today yeah Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy um, hopefully, Thanksgiving. you're listening to us soothe your cook time. <laughs> <laughs> are we at the... Is that a question mark at the end? <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, we are what is playing on everyone's little Bluetooth yeah. speaker while they're cooking. We are playing on your Alexa yes. right now. Hey, Alexa, buy all the stuff. <laughs> I don't have one yet. <laughs> um, speaking of buying all the stuff, also, my girlfriend's taking me Black Friday shopping and I'm kind of scared but uh online cyber money (laughs) america let's take a quick break and think about what we're all thankful for and then uh, we'll be back to talk more with nathan And hey everyone, it's Marvin here. Uh, thanks again for listening to the Collabcast. Um, the Collabcast, of course, is part of Collaboration, a nonprofit organization supporting Asian Americans in the arts and entertainment. Discovering, developing, showcasing, and connecting the creative talents of the API community in North America and beyond. You can learn more about Collaboration, our programs, and check out our other podcasts and videos by going to the website www.collaboration.org. The Collabcast is also a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of podcasts featuring unique voices from the Asian American community. If you're enjoying the Collabcast, um, check out some of our other programs, um, such as Fresh Creatives. Fresh Creatives is a story-building podcast that I co-host, where we take one-sentence story ideas from our audience and flesh them out into full-fledged narratives. The latest episode just went up this week and features our live episode that we recorded at the San Diego Asian Film Festival. You can find Fresh Creatives and all the other great programs of The Collective by going to the website podcastpotluck.com. And on that note, let's get you back to the show. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hey. 
And welcome back to the Collabcast, episode 147, our special Thanksgiving episode. Why do you go back to your Halloween voice? He makes no <laughs> sense. I was thinking of what a Thanksgiving voice is, and I don't mm-hmm. know what that is. So I went yeah. speaking. I don't know what that is either. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Like, is it Stop it. talking? Happy I'm not, Thanksgiving, I'm not everybody. thankful for that voice, but hopefully, for everything else I am. Yeah. Hopefully you guys are listening to us on your Alexa while the sweet smells. Why are you, are you like sponsored by Amazon sponsored. right now? Like, Fine, Siri, whatever. Not sponsored uh, content. A, yeah, exactly. But anyways, Nathan. Yes. Hi. Hello. So um, I I want to know more because we got started. I like totally jumped the gun <laughs> and um, started asking about your background. But like I wanted to know how it's been working for Disney and now you have all these again the projects that cannot be discussed (laughs) but like I actually have transitioned a little bit because I do collaboration with Marvin we've become producers in the last several years and I and then I had the whole acting thing and now I really am interested in show running and writing yeah like you said and I didn't know you were an actor Mm -hmm. so I'm like genuinely curious how that that swoop that pivot happened (laughs) yeah because I mean, I, well, first off, actors make great writers. Do we, though? <laughs> because because we, we're taught how to, you know, what is urgency? What is having a time limit? What is getting to the truth of what you want to say? You the know? actual event versus yes. the apparent event. Exactly, exactly. And so our, I find that when I meet other actors that become writers, their, their dialogue always pops off the page. And so, because if because it's this like bodes however, well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could literally just write down. I mean, this is to 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 give a shout out to Empower Collaboration twenty seventeen. <laughs> just even if you were to even write down like your and June's like um, Minji was like this ama- the amazing host of <laughs> um of uh, Collaboration Star this year, and I was just like, this is a show. This is a like. <laughs> I'm more interested. I'm I'm very interested in the performance, but I'm almost more interested in like what the hosts are going to do because not only were they funny, but they were also talented. And there's this kind of excitement that comes along with seeing people that aren't just like filling time. They're like the, the host bits are just as funny and engaging as the performance bits. <laughs> oh, thank and you. I was just like, this is a show. Like I would watch a show just about these hosts and like you know like that. <laughs> Shout out to June. Yeah, I mean that was so. It's, That's really. It'll be one of those sitcoms that are like just purely fueled on your personality, like mm-hmm. anything that Kevin James does, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> You're the Kevin James of collaboration. Oh my Star. God, stop it! <laughs> Today we are thankful yes. for all the compliments from Nathan. Thank you, and that it's so intimidating because I guess when you switch gears, and this kind of goes to the creative field, we talk with so many different people who are musicians mm-hmm. and writers, and you know everything, and it's really funny how we kind of compartmentalize who we are right mm. like saying okay in this instance i am like for collaboration i'm the director i'm the producer i'm the showrunner but and then it's funny because with hosting i would just honestly treat it like i have to fill the time and introduce people but with june he honestly liberated me mm. be like no this is part of the bit like let's have bits because we're talent too yeah and it's funny what you do with with that and so i'm like curious when when you when you decided like okay so i'm going from actor to saying i'm a writer was that a conscious thing or is it just like a natural segue of like, okay, I'm just going to start writing now. Yeah. I mean, have you always been writing? Yeah, that's what I was like. like yeah. Is that part of like, because that like, dialogue yeah. and everything, that's yeah. a very specific job, mm-hmm. right? And, mm-hmm. and, and, and practice. It is. Um, I grew up 
playing piano. I was a competition pianist growing up. I was also a, oh, uh, also I was pretty athletic. I ran cross country. I was a nationally competitive oh. jump roper. Stop uh, it! <laughs> so I was can, a state champion. Of I get tangles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and but my, you know, my parents were very traditional, and so they didn't want us to go into the arts at all. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll do journalism kind of thing. Um, but when I was seven, arts adjacent, yeah, exactly, art adjacent. <laughs> but I, um, I always loved singing. I never sang in front of anybody, but I always like loved being a singer. And so I auditioned for American Idol uh, <gasps> when I was seventeen. Like got through like the first producer round kind of thing, you know, and just like kind of, but and it fueled me a little bit. And then when I went to college. Um, I ended up winning a singing competition that basically paid for most of my college. Wow. What? And, yeah. And so What was I, this competition? It was like the Ohio University um, Idol competition. And so Get it, yeah. Nathan. See, this is what we're missing by not having collaboration in Ohio. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Wow. Okay. And, Learning. Yeah. And so Are you I, a Buckeye? I well, I went to Ohio University, oh. so I was a Bobcat. Okay, okay. <laughs> Learning more. Um, okay. But I, you know, I went back to Cleveland. I did some, did, um, I made my complete living off of just doing theater. Um, and I like had an apartment downtown. And I was like, you know what? I would be, it would be a missed opportunity if I didn't go to New York and try and be an actor. And the great, the, the strange thing is that anything I've ever tried to do something, everyone's like, you're going to fail. Like, it was the, the night before I was leaving, <laughs> and the director of the last show that I had done downtown Cleveland, she was just like, you're going to come back here with your tail between your legs. What? And like, yeah. And, and I've and, never had someone say that to me. That's why I'm just like, blown away when people yeah. actually say that to somebody. Who says that? <laughs> Shame on you. Salty yeah. people. People. Yeah. Unhappy people. No she said so, that. Why would she say yeah. that? And so I was so, but it, again, it fueled. It just I fueled know, yeah. me. So I went to New York, and in two weeks, I got my equity card, and which is like yeah, with did. the union. And so, like, I booked my first off Broadway show, and then within um, like in a month and a half of being in New York, I booked um, my second off Broadway show, and I was understudy of Jose Lana, who um, he was like the king and king and I, and um, and then because of that show, it was in the New York. Uh, Musical theater festival. Someone ended up having to leave the show, and so I ended up getting getting to be in the show, uh-huh. and had to learn a whole role in the whole show in in two days and forty eight hours. I had to learn like the whole show. You guys and, can't see it, but my eyes have fallen out of my head. <laughs> and two so, days. Yeah. So I mean, that kind of was like my big kind of proof through fire but the great the it's it is truly about collaboration it is about who you know because or who you know like where you've been because i wouldn't have gotten that show if the um the casting director was from cleveland and they just <laughs> randomly saw my resume that i'd sent in and they were like hey I, and they called me at 10 that i was just tr- i was completely trashed i was like hey <laughs> <laughs> and he's like hi can you come in um i know it's really late at night but can, can you come in in like nine hours with three Three songs and two sides for this. I was like, yeah, <laughs> and just like you know, I'm there. And like had to like belt these like super high songs. Oh my god, super that's so fun. amazing. But, yeah, like, do you want a bagel? <laughs> I mean, it's amazing that you had to go through all that. It's amazing that you got through all that intact too. That says a lot about just your perseverance and your ability to, because 
we we know this like doing shows, especially live performances. It's all about how you react to oh, stress, and stimulus, yeah. and there are no and, retakes, people. Yeah. Like you just gotta no you gotta show up. Mm-hmm. So good for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I. I ended Were up they doing... a Buckeye or Bobcat? <laughs> <laughs> Go Bobcats. <laughs> That's what really um, matters yeah, here. I mean, let's be real. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so I ended up doing um, like the first professional cast of Mulan, like Disney's Mulan. They were like kind of, well, let's maybe make this into a full Broadway musical. So we, as part of that first cast, and it was just a really... I don't know. I, 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 it was an interesting experience that made me think about whether I wanted to keep doing theater. Oh. And um, I came back to New York, and there were two shows that I was up for, and I had a very kind of. I really thought this one show could be my big break, and I had a very kind of racist experience with casting with that show. Mm. And um, are you allowed to share it? I really wish. I think that once I am financially secure, I yeah, will then whenever. Get no, we will wait. Whenever yeah, you're yeah. ready, I'm just letting yes, you know. Yes, I'll come back. I'll come back. We to are the, waiting the cast. with open yes, ears. Yes, because I, I want to understand that. Like as an actor too, mm-hmm. just the, I mean, I've heard various stories in, and have my own experience. Yeah, in my second audition in New York, the, the casting director said, "Thank God you're like a white Asian." And what? they're like, we get so many Asian Asians in here, but and I and it's this weird thing of, oh, you're from the Midwest, so you can connect to, you know, like Midwest audiences, and so like it makes me more castable. I'm giving air quotes right now. This it gets me more castable, and so, and and it's like, oh, well, you're a tall Asian, and so like it's like, oh, well, and and so I was constantly. <laughs> well, then I'm screwed. Well, like, I was constantly I being told I'm then. I'm too Asian or not Asian enough. So if I when I would go in, and they're like, oh, mean? we need, you know, and yeah. that's like a common thing we've we've heard from a lot of our actor friends too. Just yeah. like like when people cast ethnic roles, I'm using air quotes too. You can't see, <laughs> like they go in with expectations, whereas like, well, I mean, even with regular roles, they go like with like non ethnic roles, they go in the expectation of white person, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that how well, it works? not even like even uh, say for myself, like I'm five one, I'm a tiny little Asian girl, and I'm pretty normal at that. Like, there's <laughs> I don't know that many girls except my cousin who's a freak of nature, and she's five eight. Mm. But whatever, like a lot of Asian girls are usually under like five four, say <laughs> right. And say if I was like in a honestly, this is some, and this is not to knock myself or like to limit myself, but. There are things that matter in like TV and film, and I'm like, okay, well, if they get so and so to play the lead guy, I could be the best Asian actress like that fits that character, except for we don't look right in the frame. But we have, but I was we like, have box that you can see. Uh, yeah, exactly. Tom Cruise stands make, on a box in every movie. Exactly, they can make know. Tom Cruise look tall. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and Robert Downey Jr. Tall. and whatever. Also, second like. Actually, that's the second of all. First of all, like I've dated hella tall guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, say, say my love interest is six six two. I've dated a six two guy. It mm-hmm. happens. It like look at every NBA player. You think that all their wives are like six feet and over? Right. Like this is just reality. All that stuff gets annoying because I get it. Like, but the lighting and the framing mm-hmm. and whatever. Yeah, they'll make every excuse under the sun. I'm just like, no, this is yeah. real life. Just deal with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like this Asian enough or this not Asian or you're too tall, or you're too short. Like, mm-hmm. all this just bullshit. Just yeah. say like you're. You're not right for the I don't know like and why say that like I don't know again yeah. the, the comments that <laughs> well, they, they think they're compliments right you know, like it's just thing. like what good what is the yeah. purpose of these words yeah <laughs> just so, shut up <laughs> yeah so I ended up writing a play kind of about uh, how do you find success in an industry that feels like 
an industry that doesn't want you. Um, right. And it, I wrote a comedy, and I was like, oh, I don't know, I'll make put it in a Word document, you know, and I <laughs> didn't know how to do it, and, and ended up winning East West Players uh, Playwriting Competition when it's yeah. that's going to have a full production this spring at East yes. West Players um, uh, 2018 season. Wow. So how's that feel? Ex- I I'm like over the moon. I mean, it's and East West Players. They honestly, that's how. I got to cut my teeth just as a writer, as just a, as letting myself be outside of a box, right? M- and letting myself like ha- having my Asianness not be a limiting thing, but just being part of who I am, right? Yeah. And be like I'm a freaking playwright, and, yeah. And now you can add playwright to your hyphen, actor, hyphen <laughs> writer, hyphen playwright. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, um, so yeah, and East West Players Day, I was able to do um, a play a play workshop with Oregon Shakespeare Festival uh, artists that play this amazing theater company here in yeah. in L A. Um, yeah, Julia Cho. I mean, this so they they did a reading of my play, and um, really, I was able to really kind of understand. How, Kind of that that like that phrase, kill your darlings. You know, that's, that's basically what writers are doing all the time. And I, um, just to give an example, I did a project um, which I think you'll probably all find. It'll be kind of like nationwide news, maybe like in three weeks. But um, I did this the biggest project of my career, and um, I was working with these pe- my, my idols. Like I was just like, okay, this person um, is one of the most exciting people that I've ever worked with and the pressure I was I was right I was writing a song and um because I also write music as well so and so I I wrote a song I was like I was like I was like here you go like this is going to be you know and like this is the track and and uh it went up the the chain of command and the the VP was like "Mm, we don't like it like let's 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 try again and I was like, okay, okay, that's fine. You know, that's great. Let's do it. And so uh, my music producer and I, we sat and we worked together for another like 48 hours straight, basically, and came up with like another song. I was like, oh, this is perfect. This is gonna be, this is gonna kill. And it went all the way up the chain of the command. And they were like, you know what? This is this isn't working either. And that was kind of like a real trial by fire moment where I was just like, I've put in like five solid like 9 a.m to midnight days of just writing music and playing the piano and like singing and you know in the booth and like i was just completely fried and it was this moment where i was just like you know what why don't like i was like i need to just stand my ground in this moment like i the, the stakes are so high in this situation but there was some that once said like if if you're it doesn't matter if like it, like if you can walk like let's say that there's like a gap in a build a, a gap in the floor and you walk and your feet are straddling this gap and there's like a foot across gap and you can walk across then that means that you can walk across that gap when you're a hundred stories up <coughs> that even it doesn't matter that the you're so high up uh-huh. the task is the same so I was just like you know what oh, like wow. just, just rewrite it I'll rewrite half of it and then the next day like I'm just going to present it to the people that are going to be performing it and they ended up loving it because it was this. It was this. It was this double-edged sword of like, yes, I will do the task, but I will also stand for kind of my worth. And it was like the first time that I've ever set up for myself in a professional <laughs> situation. And, and, yeah. and high fives. I yeah. can't reach, but high five. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So. So yeah, so that should be coming out soon, and that's going to be really. I think I think y'all really like that. It's so once really we know, like we so we can't know who's attached to it until it's news, but we know the no, backstory. Yes. So when we see it, we're like, oh, I know how that <laughs> yes, happened. Yes, you'll definitely know it. It'll you'll definitely be releasing 
you'll you can talk about it on your December twenty first podcast. <laughs> okay. Hey. So, yeah. yeah. So that's called kill your kill your darlings. Yeah. There's this. Um. There's just a. Uh, what writer? It's uh, Daniel Radcliffe played this writer uh, in a movie. Uh, what is this? <laughs> I'm blanking right now, but uh, yeah, his, it's Thanksgiving. It's yes, it's a. Uh, they say like always like kill your darlings, and that's the kind of like the number one thing I've learned. It's just like you can't as a writer like you cannot get attached to your material. Mm-hmm. Like literally, for my play, they were like, okay, like because there's five characters, and they're just like, hey, just so you know, you might have to like cut a character. And I was just like, just kill one off. Yeah, whatever. I, was like, I was like, okay, like even like those. Kinds but these of, are my life. Yeah, it's like it's like those kinds of extreme things where it's like you know whatever serves the story the best. That's what you do. And so mm. writing is just another job. And yeah, that's really interesting though because like who makes that decision again? Like I like question authority. Like according to who? Like yeah. says who? Why is this? And that I would feel like that's something that I would struggle with. I'm like preemptively. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Minji already has a story in her head. Because yes. I'm like, why characters. Why would you do that though? Like, you know, I don't know. I just like, I would question it. And that, that, that'd be an interesting place for me to question my authority, my authority yeah. to push back and yeah. say like, no, I really stand by this. Or be like, oh, okay. Because historically I'm always usually... If, Contrary to popular belief, I I can be very like, okay, sure, yeah, whatever makes you feel good and whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. I can be very like that, so I I'm very much respect that you did that. Yeah, because again, it's, it's super intimidating. It's this collaborative process, you know, there yeah. are some people that it's it's you it's it's that double-edged sort of like I really have to trust that they have my best interests, right? But also know when in my gut when I really feel strongly about something, right? And, and it's that. worth like it's worth yeah. fighting for, digging yeah. your heels in a bit. Mm-hmm. So, as a Midwest boy living in Los Angeles, um, we get a lot of imp- transplants here, and a lot of people come and bounce out. And what are your, what, <laughs> I guess, survival tips for for living here? My survival tips for Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> How long has it been, by the way? It's been a year and a half. Year and a half. Okay. We, yes. I've, I've met plenty of people who've lived here for two, three years and like hate. Like they just like can't find anything they love about it and they just like bounce off. Yeah. You know? I love everything about Los Angeles. Like <laughs> I will fight somebody. I will fight someone that doesn't even want to fight about it. Like I will. <laughs> I am here for LA. It's. You know, you know what it is. It's, it's, and maybe it, it for me, it's an Asian American experience because in Ohio, I was the only person that looked like me. You, I never saw anyone else that looked like me. And if I did, you, we were kind of trained to hate each other. You know, like you can't be seen in the same room. It was oh. like you don't wow. want to, you don't want to be seen talking to each other because you kind of immediately become a target. And it's just like it's not even like a negative thing. It was just like what the culture was. And so, and I felt moving to New York kind of that was it's because it's still this kind of eurocentric east coast kind of thing when moving to new york and so there are asian enclaves but i felt like they were they were more rigid mm-hmm. and i i didn't really feel necessarily accepted and didn't know how to in, assert myself into those situations and You're not like being really welcomed into yeah like, okay. yeah i didn't really because it was again it's new york is so competitive and right. especially be, and being in theater, you know, like the people that I wanted to be friends with are, are my direct competition. And it's and, it, and I was naive to that. And mm. um, so coming here because because, you know, we're, we're we're the West, you know, we're on the West Coast. We're closer to Asia. We have these ties to, you know, closer ties to our heritage. There's a, such a higher Asian-American population here in California. Like I've never felt 
more normalized and more welcomed and more have more of a community than I've felt in this last year than I've felt in my entire life. Aww. And yeah, and it's it's been uh, so if if you're Asian American like I don't know why you live anywhere else besides <laughs> California. Like you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> Everything else it's a lost cause. Like come on out here, you know. At least hang. At least <laughs> yeah. come visit and hang. Oh my god. Uh, I mean, such a go for it. I mean, we met at Jessica Gao's like Asians and Entertainment mm-hmm. meetup, and you were there with your sister who mm-hmm. just moved here. So yeah. I, I'm assuming you're like spreading the word and like bringing everyone over, yeah. right? Absolutely. I mean, it's funny seeing. It's funny kind of watching myself outside of myself watching my sister here because she's going through all those stages of. She she said to me one night, and this, I don't know why I'm getting emotional. She was just like, <laughs> she's like, you know, in Ohio, like no no one ever told me I was pretty or beautiful. And like my sister is like really? a model. Like my sister is like this like <laughs> this like five six like beautiful dancer. She's like, exceptionally tall. Yeah, she's tall and she's <laughs> and she's like gorgeous and like stunning and like and is like super smart. But she was never once because because in Ohio, like if you're Asian, you're like you're either like like a nerd or a dragon lady, you know, slut. And so it's this kind of like, she was never, she never felt like a human. And so like watching her go through all the stages that I went through and like seeing her like crying a lot and like, and like being so thankful, like this bounce, like she was just like, she, like she came home one night and I was just like, what? And she's just like, the bouncer told me that I was pretty. Because <laughs> like, you are, fact. Yeah. I was Bye. like, okay, like, and she's just like, she's like, no one's ever like that. I've never had that happen to me, and I was just like, that's such a polar opposite of like the whole. Well, I imagine some. Okay, I'm just saying because like yeah. it can happen elsewhere outside of California, being just fetishized, and so there might be an overload of that in a very different manner. Mm. But I'm just shocked, like that. I don't know. That really like breaks my heart. And makes me happy at the same time. Yeah. That mm. she's having, a, she's being appreciated, mm. you know, and that she's like not feeling. I, I don't, I can't even know the words. Yeah, but like that's mm-hmm. so interesting for you to witness, as yeah. like your brother, like from Ohio, saying, yeah. "Welcome to California." Mm-hmm. It's it's that amazing thing of like I don't, I'm already taking for granted having having Asian food here, like just at my disposal, you know, like there's no Korean restaurant in Ohio, you know, like there's, there's one Vietnamese restaurant there. There's one Korean restaurant that was like very far away. And like, they had to like double as a pizza place because like, you know, like they couldn't just make money mm. off of Korean food, you know, like, and that's it. A bunch yeah, of our listeners like, have new business ideas now. Like, <laughs> I mean, most Korean places in like in Maryland also serve sushi. Yeah, it's, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chinese places too. Chinese, it's like Chinese food and California rolls. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, I mean, like having I'm a total California girl, yeah. born and raised. And then Marvin's lived besides um, grad school. He's he's a California mm-hmm. SoCal guy. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I think those are things sometimes we take for granted. Like it's been re- like increasingly clear with collaboration how much I can take that for granted because. I see. I've seen so many different the diversity within the Asian community. And I see. I see competition within mm. the Asian community. That's fine. As honestly, I love going to New York because sometimes I feel like everyone's so chill and happy here that I'm just like, okay, we need to get some urgency. People like go get some <laughs> stuff done. So I go to New York and I'm like, okay, I am. I am my own empire, and I need to. <laughs> I need to like you know go out there and get stuff done. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I feel that more in New York, but that's what I think is the benefit of travel. But you, it's great to meet people from outside who can really kind of bring light back to that to say, you know, we're really lucky yeah. to yeah. 
to have people who are just genuinely there to support you. Mm-hmm. And, and it comes back to like what you're saying. Like it, it's the feeling of safety where you live, right? Like, mm-hmm. Safety in terms of like, I'm comfortable being myself, Asian, mm-hmm. myself, Asian in this place that we live. I don't have to hide it or downplay it or make fun of it. Or, then you can go to New York and live dangerously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's also about being here for me is just like, you know, I grew up in Ohio. I'm, I don't know Tagalog. I don't real. I can read and write Korean, but I don't have any vocabulary. You know, and and because it was very much so like no, like we need to we need to assimilate. We need mm-hmm. to be accepted here. And so we didn't. I didn't have any of those things. And so being here, it's it's it it feels okay, and it feels like okay now, now it's okay that you're starting now to like understand your culture and everything. <laughs> and I think what what is the mis misconception and that what we've kind of been taught our whole lives is that like we if an asian person makes it to the top it's because they were exceptional not because like they were given any handouts or anything like that but it's and then they end up kicking the ladder you know once they get to the top and i think that that's the that's our generation is doing this whole like no like we we can all rise together right you know? yeah we yeah. climb and then we bring more people up i mean it's the whole i think that's the difference between generations too right on one end you have the rat race where like there's only like five seats up there and Mm -hmm. it's everyone for themselves and i feel like our generation is more like you said like let's burn down that table and make a bigger table Mm -hmm. right potluck yeah (laughs) potluck (laughs) yeah um is cleveland is that where the skyline chili is um, well, Scott, there is one Skyline Chili in Cleveland. Uh, Skyline Chili comes from Cincinnati. Oh. If you don't know what Skyline what Chili is, is our, a- our Asian listeners, it's a, it's a no bean chili because chili does not have beans in it. And it's, <laughs> and it has cinnamon in it. Oh. And so it's just kind oh, of like, so you're a defender of Skyline Chili. Oh. Oh, are we going to fight about it? I felt the stakes go up. I've never oh. had it, but I've heard conflicting reports yes. on the goodness okay. of well, Skyline here's, Chili. Here's the Ohio tea right here. Let me, let's me let get one thing straight. <laughs> Skyline Chili is garbage, but it's my garbage. <laughs> and y- y'all are haters. Um, I don't so even what know what do it is. is okay, so they give you a plate of... Well... You can, get, you, can get a, you can get a Skyline Coney, which is a hot dog, or you can get a Skyline, um, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's like a, not a three-way, that's a, that's steak and shake, but um, no, it is, it is Skyline. So it, what you do is you take spaghetti, you put it in a bowl, okay, and then you put this chili all over it. It's basically just like ground up meat parts with like tomatoes and cinnamon, it's a roasted totally though, right? Yeah, it's like a roasted kind of flavor, and yeah. then you put hot sauce on it, and then they put um, like a handful of chopped onions, and then they put like two giant handfuls of shredded cheddar cheese, finely shredded cheddar cheese on top, and so it's literally like there's just as much cheese as there is <laughs> noodles, noodles and meat. Oh my and, god! Yeah, and so and and that's the skyline way, and so like the, the, the coney dog, you put, you get the hot dog, <laughs> chili. Yes, you see how much cheese that is. Yes, that is. An, I googled it. Yes, that is. Holy! That, I am not lying. Crap! Do you see that picture? You guys, yes. I've seen. I've seen pictures. It's it has overtaken the, the plate. It's life changing. Wow! Um, that and another Midwest shout out, Mister Hero. It's like it's they have waffle fries mm. and they give you nacho cheese sauce. Shout out with oh, your waffle. I'm fries. all in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. One of my favorite oh, nacho cheese on pretty much anything is welcomed in the Chang household. Mm-hmm. But I used to dip my childhood ch- uh, snack was flaming hot Cheetos dipped in nacho cheese. 
at Seven Eleven. Did you see? But yeah, like someone made like a skyline hot flaming hot Cheeto encrusted turkey. <gasps> what? I saw it on Facebook. What? Lo- I need to go look at it. It looked not very good. <laughs> I have a thing. Every time someone mentions, I immediately Google yep. it. I'm like, what does that look like? I'm trying to think, what's like, what's what's our trash? I guess like carne asada fries, but it's not that's trash. not trash. That's treasure. <laughs> that is a state yeah. treasure. State, our state, a regional state treasure. Bird, carne asada fries. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No oh. haters there. Oh. Scott, I love it. It's trash, but it's my trash. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. Looks like you got a big year coming up. 2018 is huge for yeah. Mr. Nathan it Ramos. Year. I'm really excited. I'm yeah. really excited. You got a play. You got projects coming up. I have you a play. Um, let's keep our fingers crossed for um, Club Mickey Season 2. Yeah. Um, let's... We are. <laughs> All the... And, um, let's, and hopefully we'll get to do some traveling with some work. Um, and... Yeah, it is kind of weird. I wish that I could say more. I was, it's, it's so it's all good. It's, it's yeah. a good feeling. It's like you're, you are living that like LA. Like when people think, talk about moving to LA and mm-hmm. hustling, like you're doing yeah. that and yeah. it's paying off. So that's, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. We're glad to have yeah. you, your voice and your stories out in our, you know, our, our canon now. Mm-hmm. And thank you. Yeah, looking forward yeah. to what comes next. Stay yeah. on that hustle, people. Yeah. I, yeah. Will, I will have to say, not to, not to, to one thing, but they <laughs> every single time I've decided to do something, everyone has said you can't do it. When I when I was when I was writing my play, I could not get any of my friends to read it or to like to do a reading of it, like because what? it was this kind of it was too. Everyone's just working on their own thing, you know, and it's just like and like you know, and then I think your friends are haters. Well, and then when I moved out here, even <laughs> you know, like people were like. You, it's going to take you three years to do anything. It's, oh, that and, I hear that. And, yeah, and I'm just like, you know, like we don't have time. We have to change the world now, and like clock's ticking. Exactly, y'all. exactly. And that, there's that's, an opening for Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, by I mean, it takes exactly. it, time for Minji to change. It this takes up. you three years if you play by the rules, but mm-hmm. we've all know that rules are made to be broken. Exactly. Yes. So break the yeah. rules. I love it. And you know what's funny though? It's making me reflect because well, the funny thing is the only naysayer really in my life has been my dad. Um, <laughs> but like for and I'm I'm coming to understand what that means. But funny for for me just to kind of like give a second. Uh, way of approaching the the struggle or the journey, people would believe in me, and then mm. I would be self doubting. Mm. For me, it's it's funny to hear that because yeah. it's just such a different like obstacle to face. Mm. Mine was like people go like, "Yeah, do it, go do that." We support you. And I'm like, "What?" But I can't <laughs> do you know. Yeah. And I'd be like, "Yeah," and then I retreat and I'd be like, "No, I can't." Mm. who am I to you know what 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 do you mean I can't no I can't I'm not her I'm not him I'm like I'm just me I'm like it's so so funny it's so but it's very inspiring well I don't believe in you so then (laughs) you're doing the Nathan way you You can't do it (laughs) show me but then Minji watches other people do something and says I can do that (laughs) I do have that sometimes yes I definitely have that like really though Um, (laughs) you got a hundred million dollars okay speaking of the hustle I know we mentioned this on the top but uh Kate Fellowship, uh, Writing Fellowship is applications are open right now. Yeah. Uh, definitely check it out. Nathan, you have anything to say about just the throw throw, throw our friends at Cape yes. Bone? Here. Um, <laughs> Cape is the coalition coalition of Asian Pacific entertainers. It is. Um, I was part of the New Writers Fellowship uh, last year, and it uh, it changed my life. It 
it honestly gives you that kind of if you if you are a writer or leader they have two programs but um their writing program is incredible they they partner you with a mentor that works with your work that can get sent out all throughout LA to, to, to from 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 big agencies to boutique management companies they they really push you and champion you and they work towards getting you FaceTime with execs with um, with producers with anyone who's working in the business that can that can kind of reach back and grab your hand and pull pull you up with them and it's it's definitely a difficult program you know you, it's a, there's a lot of kind of work to figure out who you are as a writer and as a person how do you react with how do you connect to other people how do you how do people perceive you mm. and so it is a definitely kind of trial by fire um experience but honestly it is life-changing i mean everyone uh michelle sugihara jess jill um, leo chu uh mm. steve Tao, like they're incredible and they are they work so hard to give you the resources to be competitive in the business yeah and you know it's all to make sure that writers become more diverse, meaning more characters are written better mm-hmm. for people of color, more accurate, and we're changing. Like like we said, we're changing the game from within. Mm-hmm. You know, the fellowship actually opens in December, so we're right at the like it's about to open December, and the program itself runs from March to April. Yes. So if y'all are out there, not in LA, there do not limit yourselves. Like mm-hmm. yeah. their Airbnb is a thing. Just, we're not can, sponsored can, by them, but you can stay just, with yes. <laughs> Anywhere, can, yes, make it yes. happen. One more reason to move to LA. Mm-hmm. Come you don't have to move. To it's us. a temporary yes. thing, man. Yes. I did that in New York for exactly. five weeks. It's cool, man. Exactly. Make exactly. this your stint. <laughs> Get your foot in that door. Yes. Yeah. Check out for more information. You can go to capeusa.org um, and check out their programs. Yeah. Cool. Speaking of life changing opportunities, though, also check out Empower next year, right? Yes. Oh, we're oh my gosh. That. <laughs> I mean, I I got meetings from Empower. I I I have to tell you both, like, let, like this is a secret of mine. Like, I because I used to be a performer and singer and you know dancer and everything. I was like, I it's very difficult for me to watch performers and because I'm I I've had that feeling. I'm just like fuck this. You know, I'm sorry, sorry, I can't say that. I don't know what you're fine. But it was. The the talent made me proud to be Korean and Asian, and it it made me proud to be in that space. And I cannot tell you like how you know like I how intermittently I feel that way. And it was it, I, it was honestly like it, it felt electric. And come to empower yes. you will you will meet people and connect and and push your work and other work by other people you'll push everything forward yeah. come thank it's you amazing. oh thank you so much and on that note uh, that'll do it for this episode of the Collabcast. thanks again to our guest Nathan Ramos for thank joining you. us yeah if people want to follow your social needs where can they go uh, yeah on Instagram I'm at nay3ray that's n-a-y the number three ray r-a-y um, and I don't know what my ins- I don't know what my Twitter is. I don't really. I don't. I use Twitter to just kind of retweet and just follow other people. I don't. I don't really tweet. You're an Insta at all. guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm an Insta guy. <laughs> um, Congratulations with yeah. everything, though. That's thank amazing. You. And thank you for coming for that whole weekend. Yeah. Oh my God. yeah thank you for having me. It was your reaction. Your your reactions makes it 
it makes it worth, worth it. it. Like yeah. we, yeah, yeah, we're already playing. We're so excited. <laughs> As always, you can contact us at the Collabcast by emailing us at podcast at collaboration.org. Subscribe to us on Google Play Music, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, leave us a nice rating review on iTunes. And uh, oh, thanks to Usuhan, who was our winner for use of his song. <laughs> Uh, for this week's intro and outro. Nathan approves. <laughs> I've been listening to his two albums on Spotify nonstop. <laughs> so good, right? So yeah. good. Yeah. You Love. should check out his uh, his music videos on YouTube because they feature our co-host, Jun Lee. Oh, they're super theater. He puts yeah. a lot of like, it's really like, just, they I just mean, have my fun. My mom is obsessed. She has been playing Uzan non mom? My mom is Stop obsessed. It. She plays his videos on, on repeat. Oh my God. Yeah. That She's is obsessed. the cutest. I'm so yeah. happy right now. Yeah. <laughs> She's obsessed. And yeah, have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. Uh, hope you guys are full of turkey or whatever you eat. And love. That's not turkey. Mm. Be full of love. Uh, There's so much love. to be grateful for this year. I just want to, like, you know, this is my usual. Uh, we'll 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 do this also at Christmas and New Year, so just a heads up. <laughs> but no, this has been a really really incredible year and a lot of growth and a lot of uh, just transformation. I feel like has happened. And for us at Collaboration, you know, like all of you guys tuning in, sending us your tweets and emails, your retweets, and then everyone showing up to our events has been incredible. It's been absolutely incredible. So I just want to say thank you. Thanks everyone. Thanks Nathan. Thank you for Thanks for listening. We'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye. I cannot compute. Pew, pew. Hey, tell me who are you? Fondue. Got the smell on you. He, you. I seem a little sus. I can smell a bit of trout. Yeah, I consider it a blessing. Hey, you consider it lasagna. I don't know. It's been a few years.